Okay, folks. So I am jumping into podcasting. I don't know why, but it just felt like the right thing to do. Uh, sometimes I'm so, so tired that I can't write much. <clears throat> um, yeah, this whole tired thing has been a thing for me since about November. Um, yeah, so around November, I started getting just so exhausted. Like, I could not do anything. Like, not one single thing. Um, the simplest of things took the most energy. And I just couldn't find any energy. So, of course, immediately I... Okay, not immediately because <laughs> I don't do phone calls. Um, okay, so it took me several weeks to finally contact my prescriber <clears throat> at the local mental health place. Um, so I finally contacted her because I was just miserable and I could not get my ass off the couch for anything. Um, my hygiene went to shit. My uh, house went to shit. Like I just could not do anything. So I reached out and I said, look, I need... I need something. Uh, what I've got going on here medication wise is just not working for me. And to be completely honest, I have felt like nothing had ever really worked. So she decided to add Wellbutrin to my Lexapro. And we started out at the smallest dose. You know how that goes. You just kind of wean yourself onto it. Excuse my birds. It's, it's not even chatty bird time, but you can probably hear them in the background. Um, they do have chatty time where they will talk and say things. But for right now, it's just kind of a few of them just complaining anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I started off Wellbutrin. I took a low dose for four weeks, checked back in, wasn't doing anything. We upped the dose. Another four weeks, I checked back. It wasn't doing anything. We upped the dose again. <clears throat> Day one, I've got rashes and itchiness, and I don't immediately attribute it to the Wellbutrin because, you know, I've got dogs and dog hair, and I may be allergic to dogs. I don't know, but, I mean, I definitely have allergies. Plus, I'd been in the same clothes for quite a few days, sleeping on a couch with a shit ton of dog hair, covering myself with a blanket full of shit ton of dog hair. And my shirt had dog hairs all over it. So I'm like, well, you know, the itching could be the dog hairs. So day two, taking the 300 milligram or whatever, well, Beatrin, I, uh, itchy again. I'm like, it, so it took a good two days for me to go, you know, the only thing that's different, because like, I've been in the same clothes for like a week sleeping on a hairy, a dog hairy couch, you know, um, and I've never reacted this way. So 
Yeah, it was, and I'm like, oh, ding, ding, ding. It is a Wellbutrin that's making, giving me a rash and making me itch. Well, I called into my doctor right away and um, my computer just did something. I hope we're still recording. Yes, we are. Good. I don't know why Alexa just like jumped on the screen and was like, here I am. Do something with me. I don't need to right now because I'm recording a podcast. Thank you, Alexa. Um, so anyway, I, it, of course it was a Friday, you know, cause it, it took me like all week to go pick up my prescription. I took the first one on Thursday, second one on Friday. So I put in a call at Friday at three o'clock. Well, nobody answered. So basically I just stepped back down to the 150 milligrams and it was fine. So I continue with that. And then a week later, rashes and itching. And I'm like, well, shit. So at that point, I'm like, what do I do? And it's Thursday. So I call in, right? <clears throat> and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Your note didn't go through to the nurse the last time, but we'll push it through this time. I was home all fucking day, right? And so the second I go to the grocery store, they call while I was checking out, like the one time all fucking day, like the five minutes that day that I cannot answer my phone is when they call because I'm not going to answer like while I'm checking out because I talk to the checkout ladies. I have no life at home. So like they're my friends <laughs> and I'm not going to be rude and answer my phone while I'm explaining to the checkout lady, I get the corn for my parents, you know, um, or whatever I was explaining that day. Um, so anyway, um, I get to the parking lot and I call right back and nope, never received a call back. So, Friday, I just kind of wait because I left a message saying, okay, you can call me now. Uh, they never call back on Friday. So Friday, I'm freaking out. I'm like, okay, so what in the hell am I supposed to do? Um, do I continue taking it? Because I know you're not supposed to abruptly stop any antidepressant, you know? Um... And I know with previous experience with Cymbalta, like, they're like, here's how you wean off of it was like a super fast, like three week process. And that did not cut it. Like I had to wean myself off way, way slower than what they recommended because I could tell when my body was going through withdrawal, like my brain was fucked up. And I will never, ever take Cymbalta again. Um, because, yeah, I I have a habit of forgetting my... I'm fucking busy. So, you know, basically at least twice a week I forget to take my pills. Um, and hopefully those aren't two days in a row. And usually they're not. But, um, but... If I ever forgot two days in a row with Cymbalta, like, my brain was fucked up and I couldn't focus. And I can't, um, I can't be like that when I have work to do and work deadlines um, where I need my brain, you know? I mean, I need my brain all the time. 
Um, I very rarely am able to give it a break, but so, oof, I just did it. So I do storytelling in an ADHD manner. Um, but rest assured it will all come back in the end. Um, and you'll have an understanding. So, um, holy fuck, Alexa just popped up again. I do not want to talk to you, Alexa. Fuck off. So, um, all right. So, oh yeah. So, you know, after five, when I know they're not going to call me back on a Friday, I finally call the pharmacist. I'm like, here's what's going on. I can't take this. It's, I'm breaking out into rashes. Do I need a lower dose um, to continue or do I just stop? And they're like, oh, do not take it again. They are like, no, you just stop. You have an allergic reaction. And so I'm like, okay, okay. Um, and so I felt better about not taking it, but you know, also it was really sucky because I was really hoping that this would work. And so like after that, like, man, I just really kind of went down into the dumps again. I'm like, what the fuck? I've tried so many. I've been on antidepressants since 2015 and I've never felt like anything has worked. And this really sucks because I really need help. You know, um, the past couple years have been so awful. You know, I mean, between COVID, divorce, custody issues, um, you know, just managing my kids on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, it's been, I know so many out there are just having huge burnout and anxiety and stress issues. Um, you know, my mom and my sister were prescribed ENI anxiety meds within a day of each other. And then the next week my daughter was prescribed them. Of course, like, you know, um, that was a huge fight with her dad and she is not taking any, uh, prescriptions now. I mean, she never was, but, um, you know, something that we decided, well, he mostly decided, um, that we're going to hold off on until she's older. Um, that's fine. Um, So anyway, here I am back with, you know, at the beginning at this place where I'm like, I am so fucking exhausted 24 seven. I cannot do anything. Like I've got dishes that have been on the counter waiting to be washed for six months now. And I just, you know, some days I can do five dishes and that's it. You know, some days I can sweep a quarter of my living room. And then I'm done because it was too much, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's really fucking awful to admit this stuff, but it's the truth, you know, um, I just, yeah, I just can got to the point where I could not even force myself to take a shower and that's bad. Um, thank you, Lumi for all that you do in helping me not smell, um, and all the other you know, hacks that I do to stay at least a little fresh if I have to go outside of the house. Um, that's why I prefer to stay in because I'm like, if I have to go somewhere, that means I have to shower. And 
that means at least two hours of convincing myself to take a shower, convincing myself it's really not that bad, you know, um, and then getting in the shower and being so exhausted afterwards. Um, it takes a lot out of me to shower. It's stupid. Um, but it does. Like if I shower, I'm like, I'm too tired to fucking go anywhere. Um, but yeah, for those, you know, special things and whatever shit I can't cancel at the last minute, I go. Um, so anyway, I'm back to the state of, I don't think any, I, you know, depression and stress and anxiety because I'm like, no medicine is ever going to help me. And this sucks. So a couple weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a friend who said, yeah, I really, really need to get done on work. I've been putting it off for a long time. And I'm like, oh my God, me too. You know, I really, I mean, I'm missing a tooth. Um, there are many reasons why I have not gone in <laughs> to the dentist. Um, you know, part of it is the last, when I went and had this tooth pulled, she said, basically, there may be about four teeth in my mouth worth saving. Um, because of my insurance, I'm on state aid, um, which thank God. You know, I cannot tell you how blessed I am to have such a low income that, you know, I get a lot of my medical paid for. Um, never wanted to be in this situation. Never imagined I would be in this situation. I, you know, always thought I would have a successful career in, you know, writing or teaching. Um which is like so many other stories, but anyway, um, so, you know, here I am, I work part-time. I do teach, thank God online. I've been doing this since part-time since 2015. Um, and I love it, but you know, it's a challenge with the kids to even work part-time. So regardless, we're on Medicaid embarrassment embarrassment now um I've gotten to the point where I'm not embarrassed you know um I'm fortunate and I know that I'm very fortunate to be in this position especially with four kids so but anyway so I go to the dentist and she tells me basically we're gonna pull one tooth every other week and then once we're finished pulling teeth we're gonna look at those four that might be salvageable and then you're gonna go two months with no teeth before you can get dentures and i'm like excuse me like two months with no teeth no, I, you know, at that point I was also teaching part-time face-to-face. I'm like, I can't do that. That's just not going to happen. So, and part of it was she was Indian and I could not understand half of what she said. And I did not, I mean, I did not want to be an asshole and keep asking her what did you say? What did you say? Because I couldn't understand it. Um, 
but I didn't want to offend her, you know, because she's a wonderful dentist and my kids have gone to her. Thankfully, they've not had any problems and I can generally understand most of what she says. Um, but I feel really horrible that I cannot understand. Um, so I'm like, okay, I need to find a new dentist. One that is not going to let me sit toothless for two months and one that I can understand better. So, but the other reason that I've been dragging my feet on necessary dental work is that Novocaine does not work on me. And no dentist ever believes this. My first visit to every single new dentist, which, you know, that's been about probably 10 in my lifetime. I go in, I tell them, Novocaine does not work on me. They're like, meh, let's just try it. Fine, whatever, because they don't believe it. So they give me the shots of Novocaine to numb the one or two teeth or whatever. They come back 20 minutes later. I can still feel it. Okay, we'll give you a little more time. They come back 20 minutes later. I can still feel it. They're like, shit. Okay, well, let's give you another shot. And so we do this for an hour, hour and a half. And it's a huge waste of time. It's a huge frustration. Um, it sucks. And then they always end up giving me the quarter mouth block, which is obviously a different pain med because it works right from the start. Um, so it's probably in a different group. Um, and so I really, you know, I've just dealt with it my whole life, you know, um, it's just customary for me to have to explain to every dentist and then watch them not believe me and go through the whole shebang. So, um, so let me see. Now I forgot where I was. That's okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the other thing, you know, that was odd and curious and whatever is that when I was in labor with my first, uh, they gave me the epidural and it did not work. Um, and I don't know if it was the epidural or other pain meds that they gave me, whatever, but lidocaine was what I heard. And I'm like, oh, wow. Because, yeah, I, I delivered my first son after like 20 some, maybe 23 hours of labor at a teaching and learning hospital where there were, um, all I mean, there were at least 20 people in the room, doctors, nurses, um, pediatrics, um, you name it, they're in there, because uh, things were not going very well. And so yeah, um, they gave me the epidural and they're like, okay, just time to pull them out with forceps. And bitch, I could feel every single moment of that. And they're like, I don't know how she's feeling pain. She shouldn't be with all the pain meds we gave her. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but I can fucking feel it. And it was later after things calmed down after, you know, I had my baby and I'm just like going over this whole thing. And I swear to God, I had my second child to prove that I could do a much better job in the labor and delivery room. But anyway, <laughs> she was, she was like, uh, got to the hospital and she popped right the fuck out. I almost had her in the car on the way to the hospital. So anyway, um, 
yeah so after like processing and digesting this whole thing that happened i was like lidocaine novocaine okay so good to know in the future tell the doctor lidocaine doesn't work on me you know thankfully i i don't think i've had another situation where i've had to deal with that i've my other two um vaginal deliveries like i went too quick for the, to get any pain medication my last one was a c-section you know with a spinal block or whatever whatever they do and that worked thank god but so anyway so and then i realized well you know even when i had my first like google was not so much of a thing i mean it was but there it was still limited on what information was out there that was legit so after the conversation with my friend about my whole issue with novocaine and pain meds i thought i'm gonna google this shit you know um because i never have and so i i googled you know uh, uh inability of the body to metabolize lidocaine and so, yeah, I came up with this thing. Apparently, there are three different enzymes that metabolize medications in your body. The one that does most of the pain meds is also the same one that metabolizes antidepressants. So it was like, oh, my fucking God, super light bulb moment. Here is exactly why none of these have ever worked on me. Um, so I got a hold of my doctor and I said, I want to do this genetic testing. Um, she put in a referral to Genesis, uh, mental health. And I'm like, oh, well I have a prescriber. Can she do it? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I get a hold of my prescriber and put in for the test, you know, explain that I need, you know, and why that I need the test. And she's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I went and I did the mouse swab last week. Supposedly I'll have the results this week. And, you know, I feel, I feel good about this. And I really, really hope that through this genetic testing, we can find a medication that may actually work and help. Um, oh, the other thing I forgot that was in the middle of a story somewhere. If you've made it this far, thank you. You're precious. I love you. Um, but, oh yeah, yeah. So at one point, was it when the belt, well, Butrin wasn't working? I think so. She's like, well, you know, let's go ahead and order some tests. Let's check your thyroid and your liver and, you know, vitamin D and, glucose okay so yeah so i'm sitting at lunch with a friend and they call and they're like oh your your vitamin d is super low like low is 30 yours is 10 so you need to contact your doctor let her know that get on mega vitamin d um a of course i'm still borderline um diabetic fine my liver enzymes are up, of course, because I drink every day. Um, so no surprises with those. The vitamin D was a huge shocker. Um, and my thyroid is fine, which was also a shocker because I do have, you know, my sister has a genetic condition 
with her thyroid, but it's possible that it's on her dad's side and not through our mom. So, um, thank God for small blessings. Maybe, I don't know, but so yes, I am in my six week of taking like 50,000 milligrams of vitamin D and, you know, I've been able to do a little bit more, but still not a whole lot. You know, I don't have the energy that I should. So, um, so yeah, I'm really hoping to get some answers this week. I should have my results to the genetic testing and hopefully get on an antidepressant and anxiety that number one does not fucking make me tired. Number two actually fucking works because yeah, the, apparently what I'm on Lexapro can make you tired. So, you know, every time we've thought about upping that, I'm like, I, I cannot be more tired than I am right now. I just can't. Um, and actually we did up it from 30 to 40 and that was right around November. And I was like, I blamed that for my exhaustion. I'm like, I haven't recovered since I went up on my Lexapro. I'm so fucking tired. I went back down to 30, but I still haven't recovered from where I was at before I upped. Um, but, you know, it was also November, you know, when the weather started getting shitty. Nobody was going outside. I mean, I still, I go outside for like 10 minutes every hour or two because I smoke and I smoke outside, but there must just not have been enough sun. Um, but I also probably need to look at what foods contain a lot of vitamin D, but I'm too lazy for that. So, um, I think I did once, but I forgot. So, um, at some point I need to try to do a healthier diet, but for now I'm like, whatever is prepared and ready is what I feed myself when the kids are not around. Um, it's nice when they're here because I am forced to cook because I can't starve them, you know, um, that's just against the rules, but yeah, I need to locate some really good things that I can just grab out of the fridge and eat. I, I cannot tell you how many times I have bought vegetables and they've ended up in the garbage because I have the best intentions of cutting them up, getting them all ready so I can just grab them and eat them. But nope, I overestimate the amount of energy that I'm going to have when I get home from the store with those vegetables and the next few days. So I have managed to talk for almost 30 minutes, but that, that is like the biggest update I have right now. Uh, the thing that I have most to talk about. So I'm just really, I mean, just like cross your fingers for me that I go in on Friday and they're like, oh, hey, here's this small list of two antidepressants that might work on you. Um, Cause I, I just, you know, I'm glad that I feel some hope right now. Um, so I just, I hope that hope isn't smashed on Friday when I go and they say, Oh, guess what? Yeah. No antidepressants will ever work on you. Um, just go to the dispensary. Okay. So I did do that. 
um, just because I'm like, I have to do something because I cannot continue to feel this way. Um, I cannot continue to be so fucking tired. And so I'm going to leave you on that downer of a note. Unless I can think of something funny. Um, Oh yeah, my favorite recent story. Um, Of course, you know, with Roe v. Wade, Planned Parenthood, stuff like that. We're talking about, you know, uh, sex ed in classes. Well, obviously. Okay. And, you know, I, I need to say also my boys are just... They are constantly talking about their balls and their penises, and it's insane. God help me. Um, (laughs) They know entirely too much because they watch YouTube, and there's four of them, and I cannot police them. You know, I just can't police all of them. That stuff takes a lot of time, which I don't have. So, um yeah, my youngest comes out of school <clears throat> like two weeks ago on a Friday. He's in fifth grade. And he says, Mom, do you think they call it jacking off because it's ejaculation? Oh, my God. I died. I'm like, kid. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk to you today. (laughs) I'm like, no, I have no clue. I mean, it sounds like a plausibility for sure, but I just don't know. I don't think so. So if you have an answer to that question, leave it in the comments. If there are comments for this, I don't know if there are. Um, So this was my first experiment with a podcast. Just me, folks just me uh so until next time love and all that other bullshit